Hello and welcome back to Swinging at Shins, a Premier League podcast from across the pond. I am Rhett, and I'm joined, as always, by Aaron. Aaron, how you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing all right. I can't complain. It's a little chilly, but yeah, I can't complain with a good beer in hand. I was gonna say it is the first of February, which means transfer deadline day is behind us. Yep. So we will have plenty to talk about with that. Give you a quick little rundown. Uh, Arsenal lose to City at the Etihad. Newcastle punched their ticket to the EFL Cup final. Manchester United have just punched their ticket to the EFL Cup that. final. Yep. Chelsea have spent over 600 million euros since Todd Bowley took over. Enzo Fernandez cost 120 of those 600 million euros. Payday, people. You definitely think they'd be better off at doing transfer paperwork I after was... all these transfers, but... uh. Sorry, PSG and Zayic. Ain't happening. No. Uh, United have lost Ericsson until late April at the earliest. The most hopeful, they yeah. bring in some coverage, mostly in the form of Sabitzer. Did I say his name correctly? Bro, I have no idea. He's Austrian. I can't speak English well. <laughs> Good enough. Uh, and Leeds are running an experiment that I cannot wait to see the results of. Will the United States men's national team survive the premiership? One piece at a time. Oh, man, I hope so, because it would be an embarrassment otherwise. They're not taking Matty Turner, who, by the way, would be a very good goalie if he played all the time, but they're not taking him. I love him. No. Anyway, uh, this is interesting. Here we go. Let's start off with this. Man of the month, manager of the month. Yeah. Who's your, who's your player of the month? Uh, I actually need to pull it up real quick. Give me a second. Uh, oh, I think, here. I know, sorry, Jesus. Um, <laughs> it, it's hard not to think it's between Rashford or Mares. Uh, I gotta go with, I, oh God, I gotta go with Rashford. He's been so I, good. I don't even, that's not even a question for me. That's Rashford a hundred percent. Dude scores uh, all the time. His 10 games it's been. He just he constantly scores. He makes things happen out of nothing. He yeah. is the first guy all season to make Thomas Party look like a statue. And then he ripped in an absolute banger. Yeah. Like uh, he, he's just he's beating everybody. He uh came off the bench for uh that EFL Cup game and he got two assists. Very, very good player. I had wrote I had uh wrote him off. I was not thinking he was gonna do anything well. And well, then, I mean, Ten Hag, man, he knows how to he knows how to get young players focused and performing at their best. And United's just all the better for it. I also think there's a little bit of the fact that he's got stability with a coach now. At what he had, he's had two coaches at this time. Well, right he's now? got. Yeah, I mean. Ollie was there for the years. Stability. Ollie was there for years. It's not just the s- stability. We're all saying stability now because we don't think that they're going to fire him. Where with Ollie, we thought he was going to get fired after every other match. Week, but that's right? the turmoil, though. So, but yes, yes, and I, I just think a lot of it's Ten Hag's a very good manager. Just, yes, we should give credit for Ten Hag too. I, I really think that's it for him. Um, ironically, you and I aren't going to agree on this, but. I don't think manager of the month. Um, I think that. Man. So I'll tell you my top two. 
and then I'll give you my third one. So I'll give you my top three. Um, no particular order here. Uh, it's either Arteta, Emery, or uh, Cooper. No you're order. Gonna do, you're going to do Deserby like that? Yes. Did you see who he, he coached or what it was that he played against that month? I still, he against, but... Hold on. It was Everton. It was mm-hmm. it was uh home against Liverpool and they drew against Leicester. If if he had won against Leicester, it goes it would have gone to him. I just how far Liverpool have fallen, my god. Well, you didn't play anybody, you had Liverpool at home. God. Anyway, you're it's not not a horrible point. Not a, I'm just saying it's crazy. Uh, All right, Steve, I, Steve. I need an I need an order out of you. Who's your manager of the month? Um, I'm gonna be a homer, and it's gonna be Unai. All right, so I did talk you into it. Because I, I mean, he also he lost to Liverpool, I know, but he also beat. Oh, that's under. Oh, I'm sorry. They that was under December. They beat Tottenham. They drew to Wolves, they beat Leeds, and they beat Southampton. So for I, me, it, it it's – I understand we're supposed to take the month in a nutshell, right? Yeah. We're not supposed to look at anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're doing that, Cooper doesn't deserve it. I like Cooper. I know Forrest is a little bit on the up. They beat Leicester. They drew to Wolves. They drew Bournemouth. And their last two matches, yes, technically one of them was today, but have been against Manchester United, and they have lost 3-0 and then 2-0. Yeah. Oh, nothing so, on aggregate. Oh, five. Cooper, I don't think Cooper's in there. He literally has a brand new team. Every, every window. Well, I guess him and Potter have something in common. If Arteta had won the Man City match, ironically, even though I think this would have been a worse manager performance, I really do. But if Arteta had played full strength and won the FA Cup match, I think he'd be a shoe in for manager of the month. Probably. You I beat would. most both Manchester teams in one month. Like that, that, that does it. However, yeah. I think what he did, and we're going to get into this in a little bit when we talk about the FA Cup. I think what he did was actually the smarter managerial move and doesn't get him that. I think that anyone, and I say this as an Arsenal fan, anyone who doesn't pick, and by the way, guys, I, this is my nickname for him when he used to manage us. It's Yui. I love Yui. It's Yui. Anyone who doesn't pick Yui is out of their mind. I, I- when you look at what he did, that Villa team looked lost. They looked like they had no idea how to play soccer or football or rounders or any other game you want to play. They looked like 11 random dudes on the field. And Yui has them playing really, really, really good football. Yep. He's another one and, of those coaches like Ten Hag who gets the best out of all of their players. Yeah, I feel I feel bad for him to the point. I'm so happy he's back in the Brem. I feel bad for him because I really do not think that the issues that we that he had were his doing. Yeah. No, I, Arteta was needed because Arteta needed to bring the whole vision in, right? And Arteta needed to be that guy. He's like kind of being the – everyone compares him to Pep. He kind of reminds me how people talk about Ferguson. Ooh. Like I have no doubt the pubs around like London Colney, he has like them on speed dial. Mm-hmm. Hey – Aaron Ramsdale's getting drunk again. Like I, I guarantee, I, I don't doubt it. You hear those stories about Ferguson. Arteta's mm-hmm. that kind of guy. Yui, 
isn't necessarily that kind of guy. But what he's done at Villa is amazing. And what he's done, I think he deserves manager of the month. My problem is, is it's kind of a popularity contest. And I just think Arteta is going to win no matter what. Well, Arteta did in this month get Arsenal to 50 points halfway through the season. Hey, they beat, they beat, you know, yeah, Jesus, they beat United. Apparently this beer is going to me. Uh, yeah, right to beat the Spurs. Yeah. Beat, and, beat and the Spurs, drew, yep. And they drew against the other United. Newcastle. Who doesn't draw against them? Uh, good point. <sighs> We're going to get there. It's Everybody answer. draws Newcastle. Jesus. Anyway. Um, yeah. I, and maybe if they had a better FA Cup third round fixture, yeah. but it was Oxford United. And they did. Meh. Yeah. Um, I want to give technical director of the month, though, I think is Edu. For the way that he pivoted when we didn't get two of our top picks to who we ended up getting, we're going to get into that, too. Oh, my God. I am so happy with this transfer window. I think Arsenal fans that aren't are out of their minds. They're not. They're not realistic. Their what heads would they there. complain about? Well, some. See, this is this is why. You know how I feel about transfer rumors. They drive me absolutely crazy. I'm. They. They. They're insanity. But I, then I people get attached, and then all the Mudrick Instagram free Mudrick crap went on, and he was liking it, and he definitely wanted to come here. We still don't know if he's actually any good. He's fast, fast. and he appears to be (laughs) technically uh, gifted, right? And I'm pretty sure the reason that Mudrick is so fast is why everyone's like, every Arsenal fan who's not happy about Jorginho, why don't you like him? Oh, he's slow. That's not the position he plays. Like, it's fine. He's meant to break down the defense. Anyway, we're going to get into all that. Let's talk about the big match that happened from the last time we talked. Number one meets number two. At the Etihad, FA Cup, Clash of the Titans. You almost fell asleep in the first half. Yeah, it was pretty boring. But it it was it was one of those borings where if you weren't into a feel them out boxing kind of style, then this wasn't your first half. Because that's what it was. It was just there was some excitement, but you know, it, it it was a, one team trying to break down another team, and vice versa. Like that's what just was going on. There were there's a couple things I noticed, um, and I noticed this immediately when lineups came out. Uh, they rotated almost exactly the same way. Mm. We rotated slight. We rotated more guys, um, but they rotated pretty much exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. This is the city starting eleven: Ortega and goal, yep. Ake, Akanji, and Stones. Rodri and Lewis, then Grealish, Gunnigan, KDB, Mares, and Holland. Yeah. I saw that and I went, oh, that looks like goals. Especially when I saw ours. Matty Turner and goal. Great. Love it. I have no problem with Matt Turner. Arsenal fans who have a problem with him, it's just you don't like him because he's from the MLS. I, <laughs> I don't know what else he has to do to prove himself. Uh, Tomiyasu holding Big Gabby Tierney. Tierney is now like solidly our second choice left back. Mm-hmm. We we have good depth in some places. Yeah. Do you uh, think he could Pablo Vieira? Tierney. Uh, he kind else? of played. He was playing. He came in for Martinelli one game, which is odd. Hmm. 
I would rather start Tierney at left back and put Zenchenko back into the midfield where he actually belongs. Right, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, Pablo Vieira, Thomas Party, and Granite Xhaka in the middle, and then Saka, Nicotea, and Trossard instead of Martinelli. So we definitely had a little bit more of a rotation going on, but very much heavy attacking. We'll see what happens on defense. Yeah. Now, again, Tommy is great. I love Super Tommy Asu. I love Karen and Karen Tierney, right? Rob Holding is the question mark, especially with Holland. So I just told you that defense, and I said what they put out for an attack. Mm-hmm. 0.5 expected goals. That makes me feel really good. And I understand a lot of it was we're feeling each other out. I totally get it. Uh, but I, you gotta, if you're Arsenal and that's what Man City does at the Etihad, you're not scared of them anymore. Shouldn't be. Shouldn't I, be. I, I mean, yeah. It took a center back to score the goal. It wasn't even their offensive players. Now, that doesn't mean that there couldn't have been something later on because it was like the 72nd minute. And why does it have to be a Dutch player? Matt Turner just had to get crushed. Yeah. By- That's it. All we got to do, that's why Holland didn't score, so it's okay. (laughs) Memphis Depay didn't come into the league. Everything's fine. Yeah, that's it. Uh, But, yeah, no, Matty T definitely lets it up. I was kind of surprised with how bad City looked. For what was a pretty similar squad, I don't know if this is around the same time the Cancelo stuff was going on. Yeah. I don't know if that was really a dressing room issue. I, but they didn't look good. There was not a lot of cohesion. And there should be plenty of cohesion with that top five. Especially with Mara's playing as good as he is. Holland's a yeah. robot. De Bruyne's starting to get his legs back under him. Yeah. Grealish didn't even get fouled that many times. Like, Do you think they cared? I mean, seriously, do you think they cared? Like, if they won, they won. That's great. But if they didn't, I, yeah, you know, still, yeah, you know, they're still chasing Champions League like we've discussed. So who cares? And uh, and Arsenal came in. I agree. I, I absolutely agree. And I think Arsenal came in with the exact same mentality of if we win, great. And that's wonderful. But we want to win the Premier League. Yeah. So let's figure out how we want to play these guys. And then Man City did the same thing. Mm-hmm. We win, great. But we want to win the Champions League and we got five points at least. Yep. If Arsenal win their game in hand, eight points to make up on these guys. Do we really need more games? Let's feel them out, see how we want to do. And I think both teams did exactly that, and that's why we ended up with the first half that was kind of whatever. So I had a thought. Do you think it was like, no, you win. No, you win. No, you win. No, you win. (laughs) Not not quite. Not quite. I was wondering about that. And I I said this a couple times, especially, especially the Liverpool Wolves in the FA Cup. Yeah. Like when it was still drawn at like 90 minutes, I'm like, I swear, kick it to Van Dyke and have Mongo it. Like, honestly, you don't <laughs> need the extra games. You guys are bad enough. Yeah. No, Arsenal definitely tried to get a goal in the end. Um, yeah. And no, the, right before, bad. I forget, I forget who had the initial kick, but right before Man City scored, it, they hit the post. Mm. Um, it was Julian Alvarez. Yeah, they were starting. They were starting to jump in, but I mean that. And that was the thing. That was the thing that was scary about City. Every time they sub someone, it was just like, oh, yeah, Alvarez is on the bench. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Or, but, oh, I mean, we, we kind of did the same thing. Like, here comes Martinelli. 
Here comes Saliba. Here comes Zinchenko. Oh, no, not anymore. Off to Palace. No, I know Listen, that. But for this I, game. I like, I like Sambi. I really do. I think Sambi just needs to be given a Saliba treatment. You're going to be good. You are going to be good. But right now, you got to go get your head screwed on straight. Mm-hmm. Probably more than Nuno treatment, to be honest. Ooh. Um. Yeah. But anyway, no, I'm not. I'm not surprised. I'm a little. I'm a little surprised with how. You know, you know, we're in City's head with the way City came out because they cut like to come out and stranglehold, mm-hmm. and two teams that love to dominate possession and ended up fifty-four to forty-six. Yeah, I see that. I was. Uh, I was very happy. You know, as happy as you can be over a loss. <clears throat> I'll also say this: a loss might have been exactly what we needed right now. Hey guys, you've done all these great things, yes, okay. and you still lost. This is not done. You mm-hmm. still haven't beaten City. And in two weeks from as we record it, two weeks from today, so just under two weeks from when you guys are hopefully listening, it's a Wednesday night at the Emirates. If Arsenal win that match, are they title favorites at that point? Uh, y- yes. Yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, if they can beat City, I think Even they if are. they draw City, take points, even if they were to take points. Yeah, we could draw one and lose one. It would still be five points up so I'm saying. if we win our game in hand. You have to just get points, and, you know, that's the – Follow the Newcastle way. Sometimes. Eh? No, but it would be so nice to beat them. Yeah, well. Anyway, uh, Fulham have had to replay Sunderland in the FA Cup. That was funny. Yeah, that was funny. That, that, but that's what I love about the FA Cup. What, so, yes, what's special about the FA Cup is the fact that you're probably, if you're an upper squad, you're going to rotate. Mm-hmm. And... If you're a lower squad, you're probably going to keep the same players. So there's definitely more chemistry going on or form for particular teams versus somebody who's rotating. And I think this might have been the case for Fulham. Yeah, I did not have a chance to watch. I just saw the Fulham through to Sunderland. I know Wenger used to do that all the time. Wenger always rotated in the FA Cup. And he would keep it rotated, even into the finals. They would very heavily yeah. rotate. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the other reasons why I love the FA Cup so much in all of our trophies, because like half of those are one with like B squads. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. But check off our, check out our trophies. We just used yeah. the B squad on you guys. That's like uh, Newcastle. They haven't I I put it down here for the Carabao Cup, but they haven't won a trophy in, I think it was in fifty four years. Yep. And Arsenal's just using their B squad to get FA Cups. <laughs> Yeah, like, it's just different, man. I am excited. I'm actually really excited for the Manchester United Newcastle. The, the United Cup? Yeah, the United Cup. I'm very excited for that, mostly because I think Newcastle could stop Manchester United from getting it. I would like to see them win a trophy. That'd be fun. There, there, there was a true-false from the Sky Sports guys who did a uh, true-false. United are more likely to get a trophy than Arsenal. Because they're still in the FA Cup, the EFL Cup, the Europa Cup, and the well, I mean they're not really still in the Prem. They are, but we've talked about this before. And anyway, 
they're like, oh no, it's United. It's definitely United because of the EFL Cup, and I would just love so much. I mean, I guess sooner. They're going to get a cup sooner. Well, I mean, it. I guess it is technically more likely just because of the number of things. But they drew Barcelona and Europa. Nope. And now they're they're starting to die. You know, you got your injuries. They're starting to die off of it. They had that great little run of form, right? Yep. And then Arsenal's like, stop it. Get back down. Slap. So we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. They're they're also kind of like Arsenal, not quite the squad depth that you need just yet, especially yeah. not the way that Ten Hag wants to play. Um, <clears throat> Brighton have beaten Liverpool for the third time this season. Yep. God in heaven, Klopp has to hate him. Uh, he's just getting chased by seagulls. He really is. He's, he's, he's not, probably going to sleep not, dreaming of seagulls getting pecked. us like oh, he's got like, that. Like, have you seen the bad lip reading video no. with uh, Yoda? And he's no. talking about seagulls attacking him on the beach and how they need to stop it. I've <laughs> probably got that on repeat. Uh, no, I haven't seen that one, but that's funny. But Deservey deserves all the credit because, I mean, this guy has been killing it with his squad. Donna, I, I think Brighton's one of those where the coach is just the coach, man. They're just a unit. Like, everyone – Everyone, yeah, like every everyone around them, the development staff, the scouting, everything. They just they're such a good, they're so good. It's like Southampton did the same thing for years. They just always had talent. Yeah. They're like the Tampa Bay of you know England. <laughs> they're always tiny, they're always small, they never sign long contracts, they never have big trades, and they win 90 games a year. And they Turn yeah, well, they turn a profit. Oh, well, not Tampa, but Southampton would turn a profit. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Wrexham and Sheffield, Sheffield United. United. What a what a match! I didn't get to watch the highlights. Shame on oh me for God. that. Wrexham lost, and then they won, and then they drew at the end. It was dirty. It was, it was, it was wonderful. Lower league FA Cup matchup. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, obviously, everyone knows about it because of the whole Ryan Reynolds Ryan thing, Reynolds. which Rob McElhenney gets no love at all. Because no, this yeah, is his idea. I was going to say, he's the guy who is like, hey, I need big movie money. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was cool to see the race course because I, I watched it. It was cool to see the race course, race course full. Yeah. I think Rexham's, they're definitely on the up and up. I don't think we're going to see him in the Prem in five years because that just it takes no. too long. But Plus the they're on the up. Players, it'd be wild. Maybe you're always moving up. I well, that's what I'm saying. It's like the turnover and play. Like you always need to improve your squad to fit the league you're in. I don't think they would. When you I, got ha- when you got Hollywood money, though, you can get guys to drop down a couple leagues. Yeah, that's fair. Now, Paul Paul Mullen was one of those guys. He was in League One well, or League Two, I think. One, and he dropped down to play with them. Yeah, but mostly because of the money, was, and he scores goals all the time. And his family was in Wales, that particular part of Wales. I know it's not like Wales is that big. Wales is like the size of the southern tier in New York. But it's still, literally like the Adirondacks. It's about that big. <laughs> well, let's know more sheep. I don't know what to tell you. All right. Um, transfer window. Hell yeah. In the January window alone, oh. Chelsea signed nine players. Yeah. 
Was it nine no. or ten? You have nine. You're the one who wrote it. I'm I think it's notes. actually ten because I think they snagged somebody and I forgot to count them. But um, dude, I can't count that high anyway. Who cares? I, it's just it's so impressive. It's I hate it, and it's impressive at the same time at the fact that they were able to pull so many strings and have, not be financial fair played for this. It's incredible. Like somebody somewhere, some lawyer read it where I was like. If they see, I, everyone's doing contract. this. Everyone's yeah. saying this. I think they're the only ones who have just been dumb enough to go for it. Well, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then they're dumb. And we just say, oh, the, this is the terrible. army of lawyers that Manchester City and PSG have. Yeah. And none of them wrote that. None of them read the fine print on that. I don't believe it. Well, it takes an American, damn it. Oh, <laughs> I just I, I don't know it, it is high risk you're going to have a lot of dead weight if these contracts don't work Todd Bully can pay for it apparently because no one's going to want them no well that's what I was saying you're going to have problems moving the players you got listen I know that Jorginho's like a little bit beyond his prime but 12 million to a London rival, you have the Prem tax, you have the London tax, and it was twelve million. Like that's a steal. I think it was ten plus two add-on. So it, whatever the add-on, no one... if he doesn't hit the add-on, then it's only ten million. Well, the add-on is probably Arsenal finish above us in the league or something, like obvious. or like win the league or whatever. Win something. I just, I, I don't know. I, I think Enzo Fernandez for one hundred and twenty is silly. Is he very good? Yes. I don't 120. That is a lot. And they had to go up that high. This this whole thing was a mess. Hey, we're gonna pay his release clause just so you know we're contacting him. All right, that sucks. We're gonna try to talk to him. Oh, he doesn't want to talk to us. I guess he's going to Chelsea. And then Chelsea come back and go, Oh, actually, um, we don't want to pay his release clause. Will you take 80? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, was... no, screw you. And this you... deal seemed dead in the water. And then they came back and said, Okay, okay, okay. What if you? What if it's one twenty, but we paid in installments? You know, what if it? I think it was originally like, what if it's one hundred five, but we pay in installments? Because that's one of the things about release clauses. Mm-hmm. Release clauses, at least all the ones I've heard about, have to be paid in full. Yeah, that's fair. So yeah. now they now now you have to do installments, and they said no, screw you, one twenty or nothing, and they finally said okay, fine. So it should have been one hundred and five. It maybe even could have been eighty, and now it's one hundred and twenty. And they can't get the paperwork right to loan away a guy who's not going to see the field anymore because of the 15 wingers above him. And people are like, oh, my God, Todd Bowley's a genius. I'm like, Todd Bowley can't even sign stuff correctly. They were too busy bringing in people that they forgot how to loan people out. That's just – that's bad. That's bad. And apparently they got the paperwork wrong three times. Oh my God, that's even worse! I didn't know about that. I knew they got paperwork wrong. I didn't know that. No, it's wrong. It was... Resend it. No, still wrong. Resend it. No, it's wrong, and it's after eleven now. And then the, uh, I don't know. I don't know why the PSG thing. PSG appealed to like a court, and the court's like, no, he has to stay. And I'm like, what the hell is happening? We can't have PSG be this good. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. Anyway, the question you had 
with this much quality they brought in, with as much quality as they brought in, they're surely going to get a Champions League spot at the end of the year. Yeah. I still say yes. Absolutely not. Look, there's – I'm not saying Newcastle are going to – no, you know what? Newcastle have been showing a little chink in the armor. There's a possibility that they could fall out of the top four. Only a possibility. But they have scored problem, plenty of points, but you're, you're thinking you're thinking about this backwards, though. Like, yes, could one of the teams in the top four fall out? Absolutely. Chelsea's tenth. There yeah. are five teams above them that are going to snatch up that before they do. For Chelsea to get a top four spot, they would have to be perfect for the rest of the season. They would have to be absolutely perfect. Potter doesn't even know what side he wants to play. He doesn't even know what team he has at any given moment. Who's available? Who's not? Who is injured? Where does So you have Enzo Fernandez and Mudrick. Kai Havertz, they still didn't get a striker. Like the one thing they they had to do. Yes, they do. Not for this season, they have Nkuku coming. Yes, they have him coming. We're talking about this year. The question is, do they get into a Champions League spot this year? Oh, fine. No. Why? They do not score enough goals. It is that simple. They do not score enough goals. But they have plenty of Mama Yang is washed up. Guy Havertz is not is playing out of position. Yeah, it's a winger. I just I don't understand. So on top of that, and on top of the fact that Potter still doesn't know who he wants to play, they still have to Play against Newcastle. They will not score. They had to play everyone twice but Liverpool. They will not score against Newcastle. Newcastle doesn't let anyone score in them. And they have a problem with scoring. They have to play United at Old Trafford. They have to play Arsenal at the Emirates. They have to play City at the Etihad. They have to play Spurs at Tottenham Stadium. And they're still in the Champions League, and they have Dortmund. They're going to really struggle to put a run together, and they have to be essentially perfect to get in top four. They're 10 points off the pace. Okay. So one of, the teams has to, one of the teams has to drop out, yep. and then Spurs have to drop a bunch of points, Brighton have to drop a bunch of points, Fulham have to drop points, Brentford have to drop points, and Liverpool need to continue to be bad. All of those things need to happen, and they need to essentially win out in order for them to have a spot. Because they've also played 20 games. They have 18 matches to make up 10 points. I would say that they could probably pick up a quick few points, and maybe not based off of those top teams like Newcastle who don't give up goals, Arsenal who... Don't quite give up as many. They give up more goals than uh, Newcastle, but not quite as many. Um, and City and United. But Arsenal actually has a better expected goals against than Newcastle do at this point in the season. Yes, Newcastle has less goals, and absolutely they deserve that. But don't give up goals and don't give up goals. Both those teams. You're going to struggle to score against either one of them. I was going with the where I was going with this was the element of surprise, and maybe the fact that the amount of overwhelming players that they have 
um, that they would have to scout against. And I'm, I'm, I'm being very narrow-minded right now because I'm sure they have tape on all the players, so it doesn't really matter. But when you put them all under one roof, it could change some of the dynamic to make it possible for them to push for top four. And I'm not saying that Chelsea is going to continue being a bad team. They're going to struggle to put a run of form together because they won't score enough goals. And I've always preached team cohesion too. That's just the truth. They have no team cohesion because literally everybody got there yesterday. Right. And Potter still doesn't know what side he wants to play. His 11 is going to be different for the next five matches still when his 11 has been different for every single match he's played essentially since he got there. Maybe they can actually find some. But none of those are my reason why Chelsea isn't going to be in the top four. No, you're saying that there's other teams that are better. Yeah, too many other teams have to be bad. Too many other teams have to turn off. Newcastle has to suddenly quit defending. United, who's probably going to finish third, let's be honest. I could see that. It's not hard. Has to suddenly be very bad. Yes, United got outplayed by Arsenal at that on that match, right? But they were coming off of a victory against City. They're going to the EFL final. They're a good team. Tottenham so have to completely fall apart. So shoot for which, Europa. That's yeah, possible. maybe they are. I think I think I'd be happy to be in the conference league. You know, Fulham. Fulham's winning. Brentford's winning. Brighton. All these well-disciplined teams now suddenly have to lose all the time. And then you just said, well, I don't know about the big teams. All right. So Arsenal at the Emirates. Who do you think wins that match? Uh, Arsenal. All right. So they have 18 times three. They have 54 possible more points that they can get. Mm-hmm. Except for now it's 51. Old Trafford against Man United. Old Trafford against for um against Man United. Who do you think wins that match? Draw. Okay. So now it is 50 possible points. Mm-hmm. City at, at the Etihad. City. Yeah, so now it's and you see my point, and now we go down and we go down and we go down, and you need all the points you can get to make up on all these other teams. Oh, yeah. The only the only big team that they don't have to play again is Liverpool, and they just drew a scoreless draw against a defense that can't tie its own shoots. Yes, I understand that was pre-Enzo, and he will be their savior. I just – too many things, too many things going against huh? Chelsea right now. That's fair. I now Champions League next case. year, yeah. I could absolutely see it. I would be more than shocked if they weren't the favorites for next year. You think they're top four favorites next year, or do you Heck think yeah. they're prem favorites? Oh, I think they're prem favorites next year. I don't. I think I'd they're be good. More than shocked. I think they're probably going to be good. I don't know how you spend this much money and not be good. No, that's my. But, that's what betters will look at. Yeah, all right. I'm talking about real. You're talking about odds. You're talking about Vegas. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that is is enough. That is enough Chelsea. I'm sick of the word Chelsea. 
Um, sorry for all those people named Chelsea. Yeah, sorry your parents suck. <laughs> <laughs> Title contenders Arsenal did a very good job. I think Arsenal of the top four, not including Chelsea, of the top, we didn't spend $300 million people. I think Arsenal had the best transfer window. Um, yeah, I would say based off of the fact that they got pieces like they, what they needed. They got Trissard, another creative ball carrier who can score. Uh, they got Jorginho on the cheap. Uh, who also scores a bunch of PKs, really reliable at that. Um, he passes the ball really well. He makes long distribution passes. So I think there was something else where the tackling rate was really well, really high. He He's a really well-rounded player. better defensive stats this year than Thomas Party does. I, I mean. Not by a lot, but still better. Do you plug him in right away? No. Um, he is going to be our Europa and our, hey, we are up three with 20 minutes left. See this Let's out. not lose Party in the last 20 minutes. Because Party is too – he understands exactly how the team works. I do not plug him in right away. But Party's 29, and Xhaka is the wrong side of 30. 31. And El Nani is probably – I hate to say it. El Nani has probably played his last match for Arsenal. Because we're probably moving him in the summer, and I don't think he's coming back. I think he's that. out of contract at this that point. Um, so we need the coverage, especially with El Nani gone. We need the coverage, but right now I don't know if you play anyone over Party because no. the yeah, thing right. that Party does really well is he does have better pace. I'm not saying pace has no meaning. He does have better pace, and uh, he scored two absolute bangers this year. And having that ability to break down a team which is something that we really needed against Newcastle, mm -hmm. was that long looping shot that like opened up the Spurs game in the first North London Derby. Where once he hit that corner shot, the whole game opened up because now mm -hmm. they have to play more on the offensive. And Jorginho can't do that. No. But for $12 million, we got statistically the best defensive center, uh, defensive mid, best number six, I should say, in the league right now from a rival for cheap because we know that they have to get rid of them. And here's the thing that Arsenal did that shows Arsenal's improvement. Trossard got a three-year contract, and Jorginho got a one-and-a-half-year contract with an option. In the past, that would have been five years and three years, no doubt. Yeah. We gave Willian a three-year contract for no reason. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those, we they got so much better with handling that aspect of it. And part of it's because, yeah, no, go, go, go to the – Premier League favorites right now? Absolutely. That does kind of help, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Being on top instead of being eighth. Oh, you look like a better place to go. The other thing is Jorginho has won the Champions League. He's won Euros. People talk about that mentality that Zinchenko and Jesus brought. Mm -hmm. You know, he's going to do the exact same thing. Yeah, no, it's so critical. The mentality of, of winning these types of trophies, of being able to see a match out under high pressure to the discipline to, of every single you you play every three days. So critical. I love that's it. Who, I absolutely yeah. love it. That's so critical. I, I think oh. that the 
10 million plus two that they might have to spend on him is a bargain. I, I agree. And I, a lot of people are bringing up, he was third in ball and door in 2021. I'm like, well, that was, that shouldn't have been, let's be honest, but it proves how highly rated he can be. Yeah. He, what I love is he, he's one of those guys. He doesn't have the pace, but he knows exactly where to be at all times. Smart man. Intelligence. Just, it, he, and is that intelligence not what you want the younger guys to be soaking up? Or the lot of, lot of, it's literally yeah, this the, is the perfect transfer for Arsenal. The competition, the competitiveness, the discipline, the knowledge. A lot I'm of people asking. were joking. Uh, Arteta signed himself. Because <laughs> they kind of did. Like, honestly, he went out and got himself. He's loved Jorginho forever. There's interviews going back to 2019 where he talks about being in love with Jorginho and how he thinks that the number six is an underutilized position and how he tried to get him at Man City before Chelsea got him when yeah. Jorginho transferred from, I believe, Napoli. Something like that, I couldn't tell you. It just, it, he was just in love with this guy. Mm-hmm. And now the guys that we're in love with cost 12. Yes, Sosedo would have been great, but I don't think we need Sosedo and Rice. Now, come the summer, we do need to get one of them. Who do you go for? Rice. Rice has better ball carrying and better passing. Sosedo is one of those jack-of-all-trades guys, but jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none type of deal. Declan Rice does things from the number six position with ball distribution that, like, nobody else does. I His could, line breaking passes are either super. or. I could take either or. I mean, I would be it happy with Sasato. What's that? I mean, I'd be happy with Sasato. So if if it was seventy million next summer, because winter window is more expensive than summer window. So if they come back with seventy million and five add-ons, five an add-on. But let's say. Declan is 85 plus 10 million add-ons. Just want to look up one thing. Because I think... Sosedo. Yeah. And the, the main reason why is I think Rice might be $10 million more of a player than Sosedo is. Mm-hmm. But Sosedo's two years younger. That, that's literally – that is the entirety of my thought process. However, this is why I think we're going to get Rice. Because West Ham are going to need the money when they're in the championship. <laughs> that's possible. And Rice is going to be like, I ain't hanging around here anymore, guys. I don't know. I'm I am moving. out. I'm signing for somebody for 50. Well, Brighton might go, we need Sosato when we're in Europa. I mean, I get and that. there's that's a fine. chance. There's a chance. Whoever wins the FA Cup will probably be in the top four. So fifth and sixth are going to get Europa League spots. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if one of them was Brighton. And if not, they're in the Conference League. You know, I wouldn't – I think think Rice will actually be cheaper in the summer. (laughs) Probably. I wouldn't be surprised. But with that logic in hand, yes. Yep. Uh, T 
teams that help themselves. Bournemouth leads. I mean, who doesn't love the U.S. men's national team? Uh, Leicester. Mm-hmm. Newcastle went and got Gordon. Yeah, I think that and was Forest. Forest have Kaylor Navas. What a weird world we live. That's in. such a good move. I love that move for them. I Union mean, Berlin had... almost getting Isco was like the craziest thing I've seen. And then he failed medicals, which is kind of sad. Union to Berlin's in the top three, but that's a whole different league for a whole different podcast. Yes. Somebody else can take care of, and that's not us. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, no, I love ever... the Tyler Navas deal. Yeah, no, it's I'm only, excited. It's only a loan, no obligation to buy, or or no buy clause. But the dude's Asian; it can't be an obligation to buy. I right there. What you probably wouldn't, but you would want some sort of buy clause in there. And I understand why there wouldn't be for PSG's purpose. Yeah. They don't, they don't care. Um, Everton got worse again. So considerably. I just, they're I, prepping themselves. That's why they went. And got yeah. Sean I Knight. thought that they always say the same thing. Um, for they, you lose forty million dollars when you go from the prem to the championship. So they're just padding their. Pocket. And they sold Gordon for forty five. Yeah, so they're padding their pocket. And it's like they know, they know. All right, their biggest, um, tra- their biggest upcoming news. upcoming fixtures. Yeah, and then true false. Fine, love true false segment, guys. Upcoming fixtures that you are excited for: Chelsea, Fulham. Obviously, I can't wait to see Fulham slap them. <laughs> I was more inclined to seeing all the new players and how they're going to meld together. Yeah. Do they just slot right in? They play on Friday. Yeah. Three o'clock. There's no way. Fernandez is in the squad. There's no way he starts. Why not? If he does, Potter's giving up. Um, Wolves Liverpool. He's, he would be match fit. Why wouldn't he? Because you should have some kind of system that has to be learned. Somebody recently did that where they just threw their player in. Well, Ancelotti just came out saying that he doesn't really have a system because he wants them to be pliable. And all I can think is Barcelona had to pull 27 freaking levers to still be a team. And you're behind them. Figure it out. Funny thing is, is I don't, this is a few days ago and I don't remember if it's um, come happened or not, but they signed Pedri to a new contract and they couldn't register him because of how much money they still owe. It's, and there's so much S going on there. It's incredible. What an absolute mess. Um, yeah, Barcelona just won again today. I know they're not the league that we're actually talking Good for about. But, uh, so no, I see. Yeah, five points clear of Real Madrid. But yeah, no, Ancelotti, you want them to be pliable. It was 18 months ago, They Everton had Ancelotti and Jaime Rodriguez, and now they are going down. Anyway, other match, big deal. It's amazing that it is, but it is. Wolves-Liverpool. i got to be honest. Let me Before we step into this, this match week kind of sucks. I'm not going to lie. It was very slim pickings for what I'm, what I'm really looking for. Like, yes, if you're a fan of the team, you should be. It's an exciting week for you. There's no big soccer matchups. is always great. But that's well, they, they put the Manchester really. Derby and the North London Derby on the same weekend twice. 
Oh, that's just so, bad. Yeah, that's, the, bad that's gonna that's gonna not spread it out. I, um, this, this Wolves Liverpool. I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree I with you. Here. Like every every one, every single matchup you look at, I'm not impressed. You think obvious winner? Pretty much. Or you do I mean oh. Chelsea Fulham? Fulham, I think could do it. They could, but I see that as being a draw. Arsenal have not won at Goodison Park in four years. In five years, actually. They've lost their last four trips to Goodison Park. Well, that'll break. I'm hoping. I mean, last year when we lost to them, it was like an aberration that shouldn't happen. Now it's like we definitely need to That was that screamer by Amari, Damari Gray in like the 92nd minute. I remember that. Yeah, he hit some screamers, doesn't he? Um, but then Villa, Leicester City, I mean, oh. Rivalry House and the Aaron Slater, Ellie household. And also like, it's a Midland Derby, so it's pretty fun. It is a Midland Derby. But so Villa, Villa's got to be favorites in that right now. I would think so. That might be like – that and Chelsea Fulham are probably the closest matches on paper, at least on odds. Brentford, Southampton shouldn't be close. Brighton, Bournemouth shouldn't be close. Absolutely. Uh, United, Crystal Palace – Crystal Palace only got a draw last time off of a miracle goal, and mm-hmm. that was at Selhurst Park at Old Trafford. I don't see it happening. No, they're going to get slapped. Liverpool Wolves, like we said, um, between yeah. Lopetegui and Klopp, two managers heading in opposite directions. If Wolves, if Wolves win this, I do not want to hear anything more about them going down. If Wolves win this, it's because the- Liverpool is missing Virgil van Dijk and uh, – I mean, yeah. Conte, Conte? That is true. Are injured. Uh, not, yeah, not Conante, not Conte. Uh, I, don't I don't know how to, how to say his name. Hold on. Anyway, uh, Newcastle, West Ham should Conte. be an obvious winner. You're right. It's Conante. Uh, Forest Leeds. Forest Leeds should be another good match. Uh, that one, actually, I was looking forward to, to be honest. Um, McKenny gets in there, you think? You just said, why would you bother putting in Enzo? I, don't even Jesse Marsh is a wild man. I'm getting <laughs> to the point that when I see a picture of Jesse Marsh, my mind plays that scene from It's Always Sunny where Charlie Day just goes, wild card, bitches, and jumps out the back of the van. <laughs> that's Jesse Marsh to me right now. I love him. I want the best for him, but that's what I think. When I, see I, I think this game is going to be – I like watching any Leeds match because of the volume of pace that this is put on. And true, I think uh, Forrest are probably going to have a hard time keeping up with it. I can see it being a 2-1 leads. <clears throat> a, uh, Antonio Conte less Spurs face Manchester City at home. Do you think Conte's – or, excuse me, do you think the Spurs are going to be better without Conte? No. I, I don't know. No, no, guys – Conte wins everywhere he goes. He's not winning now because it's Spurs, not the other way around. Oh, okay. Let's get that straight. Let's just get that 100% straight. Um, I want I want, I want, want a complete recreation of the last match. Everyone's like, oh, you were rooting for Man City. No. I was never rooting for Spurs to beat Man City. I would never do that. If Spurs just need a draw against the smallest team in the world – for uh, Arsenal to win the league on the last Super Sunday, 
I would still hope that Spurs lose. So I'm reading, reading some of the match insights here. Um, this matchup has not drawn in the last uh, seven matchups with each other. So you're going to get Spurs. Spurs does that against top six teams. Apart from Chelsea, they always draw to Chelsea. But going into the uh, those last like ten North London derbies haven't drawn either. They actually Tottenham rank uh, second away from home as well. So maybe today, maybe this weekend's the weekend that they draw. I doubt it. I was gonna say, you know, they are home, right? Like that away from home thing doesn't help. You know, I have no idea why it's up on Fop Mob. Sometimes I think Pop anything. Mob's kind of lazy. Oh, they are. There's so many games. You and I experienced some of that during the World Cup. There's so much. You know what? Going You're on. right. I'm sorry, Pop Mob. Do what you're doing. Oh, they're better than One Football. The write-ups on One Football have been awful. Yeah. And I know they pull from like other places, but like they just they switch Saliba and Big Gabby all the time to the point that I think it's an inside joke that I'm not in. <laughs> like it's always switched. If one of them gets a card, they blame the other one. If one of them scores, they give it to the other one. I'm like, what is happening? One has better teeth. One has better teeth. One has hair. That's all you need to do. One is very Brazilian, and the other one is very, <laughs> very French. We. Oui. Oui. No, no, no. Not not we. Oui. Have you heard him talk? No. It is like the deepest voice. Saliba's voice is so deep. It's like, hey, Saliba, how do you like being back at Arsenal this year? And he's like... I am enjoying it very much. <laughs> like, what is happening? Anyway, on to what is fast becoming our favorite segment. True, false. I know I have uh -huh. more questions than you, so I am going to go first. Yeah, hit it. Oh, no, I only have two questions now because I just realized we already talked over my first one. Uh -huh. My first one was going to be Chelsea finish above Spurs. Uh, yeah, well. If I haven't convinced you out of that, I don't know what to do. So my second one, which we did kind of already talk about, mm -hmm. Dice will manage Everton next year. Yeah, in the championship. In the championship. Yep, that was actually the end of my – that's it. That's it. There's nothing even to do. That was the end of my question. I was doing like the whole in the championship. No, nope, we're already on the same page. Second time that's happened to me today. It's been great. All right, so my first two were kind of give me – Go ahead and uh, hit me with yours. Okay. Uh, Mudrick will be the best player for the rest of the season. You know what? I almost – that was almost my question. My question was going to be that Mudrick, Mudrick will score more goals than Holland in the second half. Oh, that would be fun. Um, my be answer is no. He will not be the best player. Yeah. But I do think he's he, he will be in the top ten, maybe in the top five. Okay. Um, the problem with the best player in the second half, Sun seems to start kind of be finding his form. His face isn't messed up. Holland has had a little bit of a dip, but then can easily come back. We still haven't seen Kevin De Bruyne be his best yet. Mm -hmm. Is Rashford ever going to stop scoring? Again, it's the same thing with the whole Chelsea thing. I'm not down on Mudrick. I think Mudrick's actually going to be very good. Yeah. My problem is, is he going to have, we talked about stability with Rashford. Is he going to have the stability around him to perform at his best? That's fair. But I do think he's going to be very good. I just – I'm curious. There are so many other Premier League guys who have been in this league for a while 
or are robots that just might be too good. I mean, people would be talking about Eddie. We haven't talked about Eddie once. People would be talking about Eddie all the time, apart from how good Rashford is. Mm -hmm. Right? So Rashford needs to fall off. Eddie needs to fall off. Son needs to continue his downward trajectory. Son was a golden boot winner last year. Like, we're all down on him, but he was really good. I just think there are too many guys above Mudrik, and Mudrik's coming from the Ukrainian league to the Premier League. Yeah. Now, short list for best player of the year next year, yeah, Mudrik could definitely be it. I like that Arsenal got Trossard. I would have rather had Mudrik, not for that price. But I'm not taking Copium and being like, oh, Trossard's better. I don't think Mudrik would actually fit with Arsenal. Um, For the 20 minutes I watched him, he seemed very much like a selfish player. And I think that's why he fits better with Chelsea than he does, than he would have with Arsenal. I think there's too much I think... sharing. Not too much sharing. There, you know, there's a lot of sharing that goes on. Fluidity is the word I'm looking for with Arsenal's attacking front. And, and there's nothing wrong with being self- selfish to a point. I just think that would have messed up a little bit. You can it could be, have messed up Arsenal's. I, I understand history. exactly what you're saying. You can be too selfish, but you can also be too unselfish. Passive. Passive. Um, I think he's going to fit Chelsea really well because Chelsea need a guy who's going to bring the ball forward and then not hold up play. They also need, As much as I love Pulisic, he yeah. does that. Yeah. And Sterling also does that. Yeah. We discussed this a bunch. Just keep driving forward. Just keep driving forward. So I well, think it gives that cool. like nice outlet for Sterling when he does you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. right across the six. And which is one of the reasons why Sterling was so good at the city at, at the city sorry, at, the at city, city um, because he had the guys <laughs> who would bring it forward. He wasn't the guy who had to. All right. Yeah. Um, my last question for you. Fulham will finish above both Liverpool and Brentford. False. I think we are starting to see a chink in their armor as well. Um, More so than uh, Newcastle. I think Newcastle has a very good back four and Nick Pope. Um, you really don't think Cedric Suarez is going to be the answer to all of Fulham's needs? Ooh, good point. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think a bunch of this tournament play has kind of worn them down, and they're going to be very happy to be back playing uh, on the weekends again. Yeah, I think to a certain point, Fulham's kind of playing with house money. Yes. And they're I- like, if we just do what we need to do, we'll probably – we're probably still going to be in the top 10. Yeah. Because apart from Villa coming up, which I do think Villa comes up, apart from Villa coming up, Palace, downward trend, Forest, don't believe them, City, Leicester City haven't proven anything to me. You know, like, they're just got to sit here like, we just got to ride. Top 10 in the Prem, baby. Do you think that co- uh, inspires complacency, though? Like, I, again, I still don't think that – I think 11th would be the worst Fulham could do. I don't think it's going to inspire complacency because it's Fulham. And no matter what, you got promoted this year. 
Yep. Like you there there's no like, oh yeah, no, we're here. We're a mid table team. Like, no, we were in the championship last year. And they're yeah. not like Forest, where no one who got them to the Premiers no longer with the team. Yeah, they got Willian. Yeah, they got Cedric Suarez now. Yeah, burned Leno's with them now, but like they still have a core of people who came from the championship mm-hmm. and are not going to be taking any of this for granted. I also think Fulham's too big to go back down to the championship. Like, there's certain clubs that they shouldn't were, they were be down there, big. and Fulham are one of them. Look at who's going to go down. Well, that's because they were mismanaged. At least one of these four are going to go down between Southampton, Everton, Wolves, and West Ham. One yep. of those four at least will go down. I still have – well, yeah, I have I have three of them going down. Maybe, well, two of them going down. That's I don't fair. know. Bournemouth I mean, hasn't shown me anything. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, hit me with the last true-false. Um, this one is more of a – well, screw it. Just hit you. FA needs to come up with a cap for overspending. A hard cap, like like football, basketball, hockey? I don't watch enough hockey to know. So, well, my point is hockey is- Hockey has plenty of loopholes. The Lightning used that in that year that they had like the best season ever, except for the Bruins are about to have the best season ever. So, anyway, for our non American listeners, we are very used to salary caps. You can only pay so much in salary to certain players. Mm-hmm. However, much like American football fans love the whole you can't end a game at a tie, even though you certainly can, American sports fans real forget an awful lot of the time that there's always there's almost always ways around the salary cap. Mm-hmm. So you pay out more money in bonuses. Yep. Um in baseball, it's not a salary cap. It's called the luxury tax, where after you hit a certain threshold, you start getting taxed on what you're overspending. And it can it, it does deter teams to a point. I mean, my Red Sox had to let Mookie Betts go because to sign him to the contract that it would have that we would have needed to to keep him here would have cost like four hundred million dollars in luxury tax payments alone, not even to his contract. We were completely upside down on contracts at that point and they have fixed that issue since then but it can be a huge deterrent the problem with a hard spending cap is a hard spending cap breeds complacency so that so this is the other thing we don't have relegation okay i'm not gonna put a spending cap on a team like forest who wants to stay in the premiership and has got their money just right to get to the point where they say, when we get there, we have the money to spend to stay there. However, just because of amateurization and spreading it out over 600 million pounds, he spent more than leagues. That is not, that's not, that's, so now how do you fix that without screwing it up? And what do you say? Oh, you can only spend 500 million like that for 99% of the teams that doesn't do anything. Right. So what was financial fair play supposed to be? You can't spend more money than you make. It's actually a decent idea in principle. It's just, it's not, 
it's not implemented correctly. It's the same thing as VAR. VAR is a great idea. We talked about this last time. The problem with VAR is we still say, well, don't make the ref on the field mad. No, the ref with the 15 camera views should be able to override the ref on the field with one in the moment as I'm running. <coughs> so financial fair play, I think the spending cap should be you can't spend more money than you make. So then the problem becomes, okay, I'm owned by a country, and the country has an airline, and the airline just gave us $200 million for a sponsorship deal. So my owner's still pumping money into me anyway. So no, I don't know how to fix it. My the Yes, the answer is yes. Castle in the cloud me says yes. True. The logical, realist person in me goes, I have no idea how you implement it. That's fair. I I think true is the answer, but I think that Chelsea are such a one-off that we don't see this enormous kind of spending in one time. Yeah. City have done it, but they do it like, you know, 80 million here. 80 million there kind of deal. When, it's not when City first got bought, they had the biggest transfer window in their entire in the history of the world in that 2012 season, I think. Something like that. When they brought in everybody. Yeah. You know, it's time time makes us forget. And now, yes, now they have a much more sustainable business model. But so what Chelsea is doing is Chelsea's trying to be City. Yeah, Chelsea no, said City did this ten years ago, and now look at City—they've won four out of five. I guess that's not a bad model to follow. It's not if you I mean, have the money to go ahead and do that. But man, does it feel like you're pissing on everybody else? Well, you are pissing on everyone else. But is it is it fair? So because you are willing to pay ten million more in add-ons and spread out the contract. Is it fair that you were able to get Mudrick over Arsenal? Probably. Yeah. The Lanzo Fernandez thing. Was that fair? Yes. It was an agreement made between parties. Everyone said okay. The idea in American sports is American sports fans have this love obsession with this word called parody. We love the underdog so much in this country that we want a different person to win the Super Bowl every single year. This is the way it is. And if you win it more than we decide that you should be allowed to, it's screw this guy to eternity. He could be the greatest guy in the world. People are getting sick of Russell Wilson. People yeah, got sick of Peyton Manning. People got sick of everybody. You know, it's, oh, no, he doesn't deserve which I think is kind of funny because while I think the country is mostly going to be pulling for the Eagle and Jalen Hurts, I hear a lot of people like, oh, the Chiefs deserve it. Yeah, okay, the Chiefs deserve it, but Brady never did. Whatever. But that's that's the American sports fan, right? So we're Americans, and you're dealing with the complete lack of parity in the Premier League. And to a certain point, you have to say, is that bad? Chelsea didn't really win much of anything before Abramovich decided to buy them. You know, you bring that up, I don't actually think it's that bad, especially considering this year. Or – Look at who's in the top ten. There's definitely parity that's been going on. We're getting it this year. 
I, but it's not a, it's not sustainable in some sense. This par- their parody isn't sustainable. It's sustainable in the right form. If you so everyone says it's not sustainable because Brighton, you know, oh look at Brighton, they're gonna get their bones picked over, right? Yeah. Well, look at Brighton. Chelsea stole their heart and their kidneys. You know, Kukurea is gone. Potter's gone. Just want to look up something real quick to make sure I don't make a. Ass to be honest, I think uh, Brighton really cashed it on the Kukurea bit. No, that and that's the point I'm building to. Oh my um, god! No, no, you're good. You're good. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't say his name. It's a different team. Um, but they they stole their heart and their kidneys. Right, and now look at look at where Brighton are. So then Arsenal comes and says, "Hey, Brighton, you sell to all the big teams. Here's seventy five million for Sasado." And Brighton says, "You know, get out of here. Walk He's on. not for sale." Yeah, that that is, they know who to get rid of and who not to. I'm telling you, the whole, look at the whole Potter thing. Is Graham Potter a good manager? Yes, obviously, he's a good manager. Is he a great manager? I don't know. I would have said yes. Everyone would have said yes. Oh, look at Graham Potter. He's just this guy who keeps little old Brighton. You remember Brighton, don't you? They had a crap stadium, and they used to be big, but now they're not, and now they're up and coming. And now you look at Brighton. They are six. They are five points behind Tottenham. They are ahead of Chelsea. They are ahead of Liverpool. They are ahead of Palace. They are ahead of Leicester City. They are ahead of West Ham. All these they're teams who have Everton. been in the Premier League for a while. And they've had Deserby for how long at the helm? Two of their three wins against Liverpool came with him this season. I think Brighton went, yeah, no, Hat Potter, it's fine. I mean, yeah, no, no, <laughs> he's good. He's good. Don't get me wrong, but that's not why we're winning. We're done with him. Oh, yeah, no, go have Kukurea. It's fine. We're done with him, too. Yeah, we're done. We're done. It's fine. Move on. It's, and again, I'm going to say it. Same thing as Tampa Bay Rays. The second anyone trades for a Tampa Bay Ray player, the thought that runs through my head is what's wrong with him? Because <laughs> it's that they only move on from guys when they're not worth it anymore. Yeah, Sato wants to leave. Sato put out an Instagram post. I'm so happy. I'm going to bring a hot, you know, the highest in history transfer fee to Brighton. You guys, you know, this is how I'm going to repay you. He basically handed in a transfer request via, you know, via Instagram. And they go, no. Now, yes, if Arsenal came and said, here's $100 million, we'll take them. You do not then they would that. probably say, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. But they said, no, he's not for sale. They know exactly what they're doing. So I think Brighton stays up. Now, yes, Fulham, Brentford, I don't know if that's sustainable. But this is the way it's always been. This is the way it is in football to a point. Mm-hmm. And everyone likes to talk about the parody of football. The New England Patriots have been to the AFC Championship game 12 times in the last 20 years. At one point, it was just called the Tom Brady Invitational. <laughs> like, it was it was such a mess. You look at baseball, Houston Astros, L.A. Dodgers, always yeah. in it. The only reason why the Houston Astros and the L.A. Dodgers haven't been the two teams to win every single baseball league is because we play playoffs at the end of it, and in the playoffs, anything can happen. If we go off regular season wins, it would have been those two teams, apart from oh, you know, eighteen when the Red Sox had one hundred eight wins. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, it would have been those two teams. 
So there's not any less parity in the Premier League. There's just not the playoffs at the end of it. That's fair. I mean, that is a hundred percent my take. The Chiefs would have the Chiefs would already be champions again. Yeah. The Chiefs would have won how many of the last years? How many times have they had the best record in the last five years? Probably three Good times hand. at least. Yeah, say, three times hand. at least. You know, so the difference the difference is that the league is more fair because it's about what you do in the league. Now, in football, you can't do it because you get to play 17 or now 18. No, mm-hmm. yes, 18. now 18 games. In the Premier League, you play everyone twice. Baseball could do this. You think after 116, 162 games, we don't know who the best team is? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's that it's, we could do it if we wanted to. Yeah. Just Americans love playoffs. And money. Then you know what? Do do a do a tournament. Do a separate tournament. You can't. The baseball schedule is packed. But and you can't with football because you know brain injuries. <laughs> It's true. I'm, I'm no, no, I'm it's sorry. very true. It's just caught me off guard. <laughs> you could maybe with hockey. You know, I mean, look at look at the Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Lightning that year that they got trounced by. I think it was nineteen twenty when they got trounced by the uh, Hurricanes or whoever it was. They were the best team that the league has seen in like since the Red Wings won everything. And they lost four straight games in the playoffs and were done. And it's like, okay, so now the best team isn't going to win the Stanley Cup this year because the best team was the Lightning. They proved it over 82 games. Mm-hmm. I just I, – I don't think it's a bad thing. My problem, coming back to the original thing, is the I don't like the sports washing. I don't like when, oh, we're going to have the World Cup in Qatar because it's okay. I'm a Russian oligarch who keeps a dictator in power, but it's okay because I own Chelsea. That's that's my issue. Fair enough. Yeah. <sighs> All right, that was a very, that was probably the longest true false we'll ever have. And yeah, longest podcast right. we probably have. Yeah, you opened up like a little vein of like, something wow, that we've been impressive. We've been trying, <laughs> I've been wanting to talk about for a long time. And once you opened it, I just like, no, I'm running with it. It's fine. <laughs> this, this boo-boo is bleeding. Yeah. Right. No, it's sorry. I, as a American sports fan and a fan of a lot of European teams, this is, or yeah, of a fan of European soccer. It, it's, it's something that, I try to make sense with a lot, so I definitely have thoughts on it. Anyway, um, I just got done, as we go into vamping, I just got done recording the Way West Stand with Brian. That is going to be out before this is out by a couple hours. Um, So if you were listening to this and you do like listening to me talk, go talk to that. If Mm. you just listen to that rant and don't want to listen anymore, I totally understand. (laughs) Um, This guy does the Villa Villa. You get no points for guessing what that's about. Um, no episode this week because nothing really happened with you guys. Yep, no transfer boring. news, no FA Cup, no nothing. Nope. Pretty boring. Um, but I'm sure there will be one next week. Yep. You bet your Apart from that, pecans. Yeah, exactly. Apart from that, we are sitting at a nice even 25 subscribers as I talk about this. I'd love to see 50. So if you're Hell listening yeah. to this, give a subscription, especially if you made it this long. If you made it this long, you should be subscribed. 
Thank God for those 25 um, people. We appreciate yeah, no, you too. Love the 25 people. Um, shout out to – I want to do a shout out to Adrian Flores. He listens to everything. A lot yeah, of fine. talking. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I gave man. him the option to uh, hit us up. That option stays. Eventually we want to go live. But if you guys have questions you want us to tackle, go ahead. We need more structure, so that would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, because we'll just go anywhere. Apart from that, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. Yeah, the last 10 minutes proves that. Yeah, we're on Instagram. Rockets. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on TikTok for as long as it's legal in the United States. Um, and we are under the umbrella of Wicked Good Sports. They cover everything over there. Again, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, on YouTube, all the links below. Mm-hmm. Make sure you check it out. Anything else you want to bring up? Uh, nope. Just have a good weekend and stay warm if you're, you know, in the Northeast. I'm or say, pretty much anywhere if you're in the Northeast. This weather. I'm going to say, guys, I'm sorry. We have a set of friends that we always see this time of year. We drive out to Ithaca, and it's always the coldest week of the year. And, and you picked it. <laughs> so uh, it's our fault, and we're sorry. <laughs> anyway. Um, I'm Rhett. He's Aaron. Thank you very much for listening. Well, guys, that was an episode of Swinging at Shins. We appreciate you for coming out and listening to us. If you guys want to hear or see more, we have links in the description below. We hope to hear from you soon and hear more about what you have to say.